Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to another recap pod edition of the Nick Bob Podcast. Nebraska beats Northwestern, but in 13 to 10, right, Bo Rude? 13 to 10? 13 to 10 it is. 13 to 10. I'm excited. We are finally, like, I've, for people who don't know, I've been, I've, Kim and I, we moved, we're into a new house, and we are officially in this new house. We are in the basement of this new house, so we're not having to take the pod on the road as much, which is, which is nice. It's still, it's still not, it's, it's, if people could say, our setup is still pretty, Pretty uh, low, uh, low end, if you will. <laughs> but we're getting there. We're getting there. We've we've taped at almost a different place every show. Right. Um, we're gonna get the studio in your house up and running. It's gonna be. Oh, I mean, we might need some. Yeah, we might need some suggestions on what to put in for memorabilia. Do you have a good photo of yourself playing somewhere that I could oh. frame bridge it? Bill Simmons frame bridge <laughs> that I get. Ah! I, I don't know. I you got a good I'm, picture of you and your bro at my so at my dad's house. There's there's a bunch of stuff. I have nothing at my house. I don't have one picture or poster. But I think he's got some old posters and some old. Me and you got a great one post that Lincoln one Southeast. Needs, yeah, that might have to be blow after we won state when we were sophomores. We have that's that picture is making the cut. Yep. We probably need something of your brother, something of you, and then. Then do we just need what do we need to you, do? So you had in your room growing up had a a 1992 Dream Team poster, and I always I it's one of the posters. If somebody says poster, I think of that poster in your room. Yes, usually one A or one B of people who had posters. You want a good poster? Just it 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 gets something that sports motor inside you starts kind of turning a little bit. I, I, so we got to figure out what. Those yeah, but see, are. like the Dream Team does that to me. If you say 1992, like the Dream Team. I, my brain starts it's, firing. It's rolling. I think of bit. like I, all those players at the time. It's, it was like unheard of, and it was just like it was larger than life. Or we get what is it? The Kathy Ireland like swimsuit. Oh did, like God. the Kathy Ireland. Did she take? I feel like Kathy Ireland. In my mind, she took. She was the ultimate one and done. She took one Sports Illustrated. No, she sub- got two. She, she got was two. a two two-time cover. I was obsessed with her. You know? I was obsessed with her. See, I was team Cindy Crawford. You were. And you were team Kathy Ireland. And then Where did, and so was she two and done and just like she was the the best like you can say Sports Illustrated from <laughs> all these women that are on there now. No one comes doesn't even touch Kathy Ireland. So she was a two-time two-time cover. Cover. The swimsuit edition's still a thing, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See, maybe we, so. I feel like would people like what? <laughs> what does it say about you if you have like a big, enormous Kathy Ireland photo? Like as an adult that's married with a a three year old daughter that goes out I the door. Cannot put you can't if it's do that. in the pod room. You can put it up. I don't know. You can say it's part of sports memorabilia, is right? Say it's, this is <laughs> this is just like sports. She was in the movie. Uh, unnecessary roughness. She was so you could 
you could get the unnecessary roughness poster and it's not like <laughs> hey who's the pervert you know <laughs> so that's what it is maybe maybe i can starting right now i think i need to create this thing that i was a really big unnecessary roughness fan this yeah. one of my favorite movies <laughs> that'll justify kathy ireland being in the pod room i think it's fair did it you is, that movie great i rented that movie. remember you could rent movies from the grocery store yeah Oh, I was. I got uh, three ninjas. Remember three ninjas? <laughs> you remember that? Why oh, yeah. is it every kid's dream? Every kid wants to be a ninja, and every kid thinks it'd be really cool to like ninja some bad guys. Are, and they captured that. Are children naturally violent because I think that's all we want to do is like same thing. Home we alone. Can beat you up. We can hurt you. I may be by myself, but I will. I will kick everyone's ass. That's maybe the the true spirit of the child. Yeah, they want to. Every young boy wants to be able to like be punch somebody bigger than and, and, and knock them out. <laughs> right? That's what you want to do as a kid. That's pretty much. You it. want to show that you can knock somebody down. That's it. But unnecessary roughness. What was it? It was supposed to be a college football team, right? Yeah, the guy was forty years old. I was gonna say the quarterback. And he had was... eligibility, so we always talk about this. I think everybody that's that. Thinks they still got it. You say, well, you got eligibility. You didn't actually play, That's so get, go back. Technically, yeah, like what happens with that? Like if you are right now a 43-year-old man that never enrolled – you, you never enrolled in – is it the second you enroll in college, your eligibility clock begins? I don't know that it's that. I think it's you have a certain amount of seasons to play college sports, I almost think. I, I I don't know what am it I is. wrong? With, and somebody might know it's that sad better. That I should know this, but as I mean, long as you didn't use up your eligibility for you know four or five years, is of college, that maybe the most ultimate you, untapped recruiting resource out there? Is like the the guys that the forty year old market of guys that never played, but we all know like you go play pickup, pick up like random really good. 42-year-old guys. And they're always guys that you're like, they're Where so the good. And then you you hear like, oh, yeah, I was a backup in high school. And like, they yeah, weren't like, good what? in high school, but they like decided somewhere in college, you're like, you know what? I'm getting up a thousand jumpers a day now. It's time. It's time for me to really commit. <laughs> it's at time for me to really work hard here. And, and I'm going to wake up at five, go to the Y and get my jumper wet. But do you know what I think that is? That's a symptom of these guys when they were in the you know, coming of age time, you know, they're middle school, high school. I don't think that these people put in time and effort yeah, and, you, and, and you wanted it. Right. And then somewhere when they get to college and post-college, they then go, then it Oh man, I, like, I oh. wish I was better. And I, I, I was dedicated and I'm going to dedicate myself. But unnecessary roughness out. was because, so you had Sinbad was a D lineman. Yeah. And all I remember is he kept saying like, <laughs> Ooh, doggy breath, bad doggy. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the he's in the trenches, doggy breath. Oh god, bad doggy. Sinbad, Kathy Ireland, the quarterback looked old. I mean, he was really old. What's the guy's name that played that? Was he in Tremors? Not it's not Craig. What's his name? He's, Craig something. That sounds not right. Craig T. Nelson, but or Craig <laughs> Kilborn. Uh, either way, either way, spelling unnecessary. I'm trying to Google unnecessary. I will. I never spell necessary correctly. That's the hardest word to spell ever. But that guy, that that dude, came back for Texas for, State. Came for yeah. For, I mean, that was. Oh, look at Kathy Ireland. All right, we need to we need to get focused here. Oh yeah. Okay, so 
unless I unless I become a huge unnecessary roughness fan, I maybe just start laying down that that groundwork for Kim to get the Kathy Ireland life size Kathy Ireland. She deserves to be up there. She's she's, a, she's earned a spot in the. She's pod a big room. part of our youth. She's too. earned the spot in the pod room. Uh, Lane McCallum has earned a spot in the pod room as well. Wow, was that not so? I had another where I had to drive to Omaha for the show. So I listened to the whole like pretty much the whole fourth quarter and early and late third quarter like in my car. You think watching it is tough? Like some about listening to it and Matt Davison, like he. That guy where like his he's the amount of like oh like he was just like groaning and being like oh I don't know oh how do you get a false start and now you're behind the chain like oh he's dying and it makes you die the amount of times I almost just like took it into the Platte River like I was crossing oh, the Platte River it was like that's it and it's a false start Nebraska's gonna punt and I was just like I'm in the Platte River take me in <laughs> take me into the Platte well, Matt, River Matt especially you know now that he's you know he's like in it. he's in it so it, it's it's got to be hard for him to be an objective you know, color guy, because that's his, you know, trust me, he is moaning oh. and groaning. I, he's feeling like the rest of us. So that's he good. is moaning and groaning throughout the whole thing. And then to just, not only was Pat Fitzgerald wasn't just icing Lane McCallum with the three timeouts. He iced the state of Nebraska. Oh. Were you, because you were in the stadium, uh, you no. had to have been just, uh, it's funny. Some people tried to tell me they were, it didn't move them. It didn't move them. I was, I mean, it was like your worst nightmare. Like we can't kick our kicking games a nightmare and it's going to come down to not even a long kick, but the fact it was a short kick, I was yes. like, Oh, it's going to get blocked. Or we're going to biff it. You know, I'm like, <laughs> and you have to spend that extra, like three, four minutes getting, you know, iced. And you're like, Oh my God, that so. kick, anybody that golfs, that kick reminded me of, if you ever got you get in the trees and you're like, okay, I'm gonna hit it over that tree, and you don't get it near high enough, but somehow <laughs> it hits like a little gap in the tree that gets all the way through. You just go, yeah, I, I meant, yeah, I meant to do that. Oh yeah, I was going for that gap. I didn't mean over. I went the tiny like either little, or, either or, either, either one, whatever happens. Because even Frost said it best. He goes, I'm 44 years old. I could have jumped as high as that kick was, but it 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 went through. And uh, so what I want to do, how we're going to start, I want to start with like, let's start with the good things. Because we all need to, I mean, Nebraska won. They're four and two. They won the game. There were a few things that were really good. And there obviously were a lot of things that were really bad. And then we'll get into the big picture stuff. For the good, do we want to start with the defense? I mean, because I sure. think ultimately yeah. that was, we knew they were going to have to, it became pretty clear as that game wore on, they were going to have to kind of win the game. Mm-hmm. And they did. And I get it, man. You can throw all these different stats about how inept Northwestern offensively is, all those things. And, but if Nebraska would have lost and Northwestern would have gotten right, been, you know, it's like you can't have it both ways. Like the defense did step up and shut them down. They, they forced two fumbles in the second half, didn't get either of them. Yep. And then Lamar gets the big pick to set up the, uh, the game-winning drive. Uh, but for you, you you play defense. There's got to be some. Do you know as the game? Could, like, do you feel like as a guys like JoJo Doman and Mo Berry knew early on that game? Like, oh, it's going to be one of those days we are going to have to be perfect. You know, I think yeah, you start getting the feel pretty quick when your offense isn't going to control the game, right? right? So 
Yeah, the positive is that our, our defense rose to the occasion and maybe didn't even play necessarily great football, but they did their jobs well enough that they won the game still. Like yes. you'll put it we'll put it on the defense to say that was a defensive win because let's let's be honest. I mean, we we scored 13 points. And to win a game scoring 13 points in this modern in the modern era of football where it's it's favors the offense. That's that's pretty significant. So that's yes. a that's a really good um win for the defense and that's something to build on, I think. That's something right. at least even though that I I I don't think they played particularly great i think they played you know yeah, when, average football but that means their average football was good enough to win a game right where they were like they were the ones that had to win it they i mean there was a after lamar jackson's pick there there they flash a stat up there that i think is indicative of we'll get into kind of some big picture stuff nebraska has 11 takeaways this season which is tied for the most in the big 10 really so this defense we has, have we're tied for first in the Big Ten. That's in what. That, now, the, I, my guess is I didn't double check this this morning. I know I'm I'm really going the extra mile these days, <laughs> but my I, maybe Ohio State with what happened in the nightcap. Maybe they had one. Either way, they're they're first or second or they're they're up there, which yeah. ultimately was like the mission statement of what this defense needed to do. Especially yesterday, it was like they they were really active and. I'd imagine there is no. I mean, North again. Northwestern's not good offensively, but it's hard when you're getting no help from your offense. You're getting put in bad spots, and you have to be perfect. And those guys came up, but when they needed it, they came up big. And I think you need to, especially when you in in the context of last year of everyone questioning the defense, questioning Chenander, like they've been. They they've stepped up and won games for Nebraska now. Yeah, two game. You can say the South Alabama game in this game, like the black shirts carried the torch. Yeah, and that's 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 a good thing to build on. I mean, uh, really, it's other than I'd say other than Ohio State, most people would say they're they're pleased with the defensive improvements this year. Yeah. And, I agree, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I mean, that, like I said, if we're looking at positive. That's a good. That's a good thing to to see. And within that, though, within the Ohio State game, I think for some people, as you you said last week on that on the recap, like in games like that, it's impossible to play defense where teams where you're going where your offense is going three and out. They're turning the ball over. So there was also, I think, an element of the deep, especially against a team like Ohio State. You need some help, and they got like no help from their offense too. Yeah, and and like even this game, like they did pretty well just from the fact of like I, I I'm always looking at I always look at field I always part of football is I look at field I feel like the field position influences how you feel as an offense or defense so much more than I think people give it credit for. So if you start inside your own ten, to me I'm like confident on defense tenfold more way less confident in offense and vice versa. If you start an offense at, at the 50 right. and defense, like you feel the, it's a good it point. flips. And so I don't know. I don't think we necessarily even were in great, you know, we didn't turn the field over great all the time and they had good starting field position a lot. And the defense still from those points, you know, kept them off the board for the most part. Yeah. Cause it did feel like the, the field position battle was consistently in their favor. Yes. Too. That's, that's how I felt for most of the game. Like, man, like we gotta, we gotta get in the right side of the field position. Cause it was going to be 
a defense and special teams game. Right. And when you when that's the style of game is, and you were on the wrong end of the field position game most of it, I think you're going to lose that game most of the time. Yeah. So kudos to the defense for kind of just holding up as much as they had to to get the get Did the Was there anybody that specifically stood out to you? Uh, I had some negative standouts. <laughs> no, um, that, that's tough. I, I I don't know that anybody. I mean, JoJo flew around. Cam Taylor was was flying around again. Yeah, the, I I think I mean, um, the the big Daniels fell in the middle. He made some flash plays and was pretty sturdy. Uh, I think it hurt not having Khalil Davis in there. Yes, hurt. I saw some some trouble on the edge. Um, to me, I, you know, I'm I'm pretty critical, and that I that's just part of who I am. Is when I'm watching, I see, I see the areas where sometimes it's like, man, like we are not doing a good job here. In what way? Do, without, I mean, because we don't want to. I mean, we're, we're uh, no, we not without, talk, but like, but like what are, even just a position. So like, so I, I think like, JoJo as the slot nickel does is doing a good job in that role. That's a tough place to be, and he has a, a nice little niche. I think on the other side, we haven't really found another outside guy to sort of be consistently someone we can count on. I mean, we, we've got three other guys essentially that are rotating in an outside backer. And I don't know that we've really found somebody that is somebody we can truly just say, you're our guy. I mean, they're, right. they're rotating in, but we, we can't, nobody's really a pass rusher and that's a problem. And then just sort of the ability to play on the edge. I think Jojo does a good job playing on the edge the other side of the ball were struggling. And some of those other defensive ends that come in um, that aren't the Davis boys or, or the big Daniels kid, those guys, I, I think, struggle sometimes. Like, in that game, that quarterback... That, that, that zone read... What that was zone happening there? Those guys, that guy's were not in, that- those guys were in position, and they were just not making the plays between the DNs and that, the, that other outside backer spot. They just weren't doing a good job of like where their eyes need to be and go get that guy. Help, help us out because there were numerous times, it might have been Nelson one time in the first half just crashed into the back and the quarterback pulled it. Like, help – in those instances, are you playing both? No. Do you have – yeah, like so – Mo- So most of the time it's this. Like most of the time it's like it, – let's let's say there's – the line's all sort of zoned one lot, way. Yeah, right. If you're the defensive end, it's either you're going – you're crashing tight down the line and taking the back – and then somebody's kind of looping behind that's got quarterbacks. That okay. might be the linebacker, um, but or it's vice versa. You might then, if the line goes down, you might be slow playing. You'll see them, they're shuffling. Then you got quarterback. And you sort of try to close the gap down and take quarterback, but you, you never have both. Okay. You have one or the other, and I think the problem came not taking the back is those guys weren't reacting to the quarterback right and making that play. And there were so many drives that should have been three and outs that we just didn't play that well enough in space that, like, they, it they just ran around. Out. I mean, the first drive, one of the, might have been their first drive of the third quarter. It was just like they, they, they found something they liked there. And because it did kind of feel like there were numerous times where there was, so zone read. And then it was quarterback and one guy for Nebraska. Guy and couldn't then a, make the play. And, and then there was a ton of space, and that guy couldn't make the play. That, see, to me, that game was – and so I, I want to give the defense credit for winning the game, but like also that's a problem because if those guys can make that play, 
Northwestern had nothing else. They nothing. couldn't throw the ball down the field to save their life. And so if we stop those two plays, the zone and and then the zone keep. Right. I'm telling you, we have the ball all day long and we you know, we're going to get in the end zone more at some point, but like we let them bleed bleed those drives way longer than they needed to just by being by not taking care of some simple things. I think those guys they work on that a lot. So I was a little disappointed there because as much as we say the offense didn't give the defense a chance, the defense for who we were playing and what they were trying to do against us, I think they really missed some opportunities to be dominant. And if they stop that that one play, essentially, they don't have much else to go to. Because I'm saying, you know, we're having our troubles throwing the ball down the right, field. Right. We're in a way better place than Northwestern is. They could not throw the ball down the field. Yeah, I still think, with all that said, it's hard to play perfect. And I yeah, know I'm, you're saying the same thing. I'm just thing. so critical sometimes. No, and, and, I, and, and I, I don't was mean too, to I, be. I, I thought, because this is a, an average quarterback that was just running around. Yeah. That, the, you know, it's like if you want to talk about, you know, getting to this thing where, where everybody wants to get it to, you know, you, you, you know, you, you need to improve on those types of things. Yeah. But at the end of the day, in a game where the offense was sputtering, Get, not getting not getting a lot done. They, Martinez goes down. Spielman goes down. Like they held up. No and question. They so, made and then Lamar makes the big play. I mean, I, it looked like if Lamar would have cut back, he could have pick sixed it. Oh, he well, but I, I, I think funny. My, my guess was his thought was like, <laughs> I made the play. Get down like that. I thought he was trying to to. to I thought he was trying to cut back and go all the way around. But it's it's one of those, and I'll give him. I'll give no. I won't criticize that because when you get an interception, it's like you you haven't really had time to really think about what you're going to do with it. Right. But really, with a minute left, you just want to get is when it's tied, get as far into field goal range especially as possible, th- especially in that game. Yeah. And so, of course, you don't have time to think that through before the play. You don't know when. You know, you get one pick a season, maybe. So, like when it happens, you're not <laughs> no score. You know. But really, the thought should have been. How far in, could I get up to, you know, he could just ramp that sideline to the 30 and we're almost in field goal range. Right. So instead he's on the 50 and was like, ooh, it's a little dicey. But right. we, we made plays afterwards. So, so. okay. So sticking with the good, I know we kind of got. Uh, I got negative. You got Whoops. negative. You're negative Nelly over there, all right? That's a, I'm, I, but I, we're in agreement. We, we all try, understand. Yeah. We all understand that this defense still like. I mean, fuck, they gave up 10 points. 10 points. They gave up 10 points. While yeah. they were getting, they, they. Get a pick that sets up the opportunity they, to win the game, and they're like, sole. I'd say they're solely responsible for winning that game. Totally. So we agree on that because they made the play to win the game. Yes, a defensive play. Yes, that was over and beyond. Right to get us a chance to win that game. By the way, Cam Taylor when he when he came, I wish you would have watched the replay on TV when he came down the field when he forced the one fumble that went. Oh yeah, he brings drama. Yeah, that, like. I like Cam Taylor. Cam Taylor was everything I wish I was as a safety. For people that don't understand, Nick would just do the <laughs> unstrap, unstrap the gloves. I I was all pre. I was into the pre-snap pageantry. You were. I wanted to like. You were more like Dion. How's my towel length? <laughs> Are my socks high enough? You know, I'm gonna unstrap them. Unstrap my chin straps just so I have a little bit more. You know, there are certain people you look at and you like uh, Tony Bennett 
the Virginia basketball coach is like who I think we all hope we look like when we're like 48 years old, like still a good hairline, still nice and thin. Like there are certain things you look at and you go like, that's who I wanted. Like, I think for me, I think every player or every person that watches football, if they were a safety, I feel like they would like want to be Cam Taylor, just a guy that is just like brain, like that guy is hard hitter playmaker. I just, when he came to, he rocked. Homeboy. Yeah, he he came up and made a heck of a play. It's just too bad we couldn't get in the ball because we had a couple of those. Two of them were on the sideline. Nice plays. And it's like, <sighs> yeah. Exactly. Um, okay, other good things. We'll get to Noah in a Noah Vedral in a second. Um, we talk about the defense winning the game. I could make another case that Nebraska doesn't beat Illinois and Nebraska doesn't beat Northwestern without Wondell Robinson. Do you understand? Do I, no, we do not win do those. Not games. win those games I, without one. I, I know we don't win those two games. I, I did some some makeshift math here in the past, like seven seconds. So I apologize if I'm wrong, but they had the the graphic on it in, late in the fourth quarter. Wandale Robinson had more yards himself than so, like he had 167 yards, and the rest of the team had like 152. Like he is. He's our he's our he, offense right now. He man. honestly he is everything with Maurice Washington and he sat out the first half because of uh, they Frost called it in internal, internal yeah. discipline stuff whatever that could be missing class whatever but <laughs> it could be literally whatever. <laughs> what did Maurice do? I mean, who, <laughs> it, like honestly, with college kids at times you're like who who fucking knows? I mean, it could be so stupid. And the excuse was like, the thing is, uh, and it's like, oh, I, I, yeah, like it's all just some <laughs> nonsense thing. It's like, yeah, okay, what are you talking about? His body language was horrible on the sidelines when they kept showing him in the first half. And then he ran, he came out, and he looked like he was, he ran so uninspired. Now, granted, there he's, wasn't he's a lot of. He's been running a little he, soft. What's, what's the, all of a sudden, he's been, and granted, the offense has been bad for two straight games, but he has been a, a non factor. Well, he he's he must be banged up a little well, bit. Well, he, he did something to his leg in that in that game against Illinois. But you know, since he did that, he's really been. Um, he's not really like a, a necessarily all, not built to be like a tough inside runner. But he really he collapses in 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 that in when he goes into contact so much bad. that he, it, it looks it looks bad right now. Where if he's not healthier than that, like he needs to get healthy. First you know, you know what he. he one of the things he does that I think is like he turns his back. Like when he goes in between the tackles, he's a he's, he's collapsing. A, he yeah, col- yeah he, tur- he he turns his back and he just folds. Yeah, and that that tells me that and he's physically not where he needs to be because he's not confident. I mean, Wandale runs through as a freshman runs through and into contact a lot differently than Maurice does. And, yes. and Wandale's built thicker and stouter. Right. I think Maurice right now is just still he needs to put on some weight and some muscle where he. I think some confidence will come with that. Where right now, because he's he's collapsing into contact. It's just you bring the point. He as the game wore on, it became increasingly more evident, especially when Spielman left and all this stuff. But even with those guys, like Wandell Robinson is the offense right now. Basically, I'd imagine if you are in the room in in the coach's office when they're devising game plans and different things for Troy Walters, Verdusco, and Frost, it's like. All different ways to get Wandale the ball. Well, uh, uh, here's a question for you: What does our offense look like if Wandale's not playing? Awful. <laughs> I mean, yeah. honestly, because you take away, 
yesterday, and you can play this game and get into trouble. Like you take away his his long run that wasn't necessarily. He makes a great cut for the touchdown. Yeah, he makes a great cut. That ball or that play kind of got blown up, but he eluded a guy and then was you know yeah. turned on the after you you take away that play, the shovel pass. And the catch. And I mean, the catch. He's our best receiver and our best running back. So you take away him. That's like your two best position skill players. He's two and one right it, now. It is. It's just, I'm not sure if I've seen a freshman running back hybrid wide receiver come in and be more valuable to a Nebraska team. I may be forgetting. Like, I can't. He's the most valuable freshman weapon yeah. I feel like I can remember in a long time. Well, Martinez is the most valuable guy on our team, but Wandale's now second. I think. And and it's like close. I mean, well, right what, now what we, what we might find out if dependent now uh Frost said that that uh JD Spielman and Martinez's injuries, he said they are, he doesn't think they're too serious, but we'll see. I don't know. Those Martinez looked like he couldn't put any weight on his. He was he yeah. lo- so. Now Frost is also a guy that really plays injuries close to the to the to the vest with all that stuff. But like, we're gonna find out with Noah in there the the true value of Martinez because right now I I don't know like if for the rest of the season if I said you take away Wandell Robinson off this team or take away Adrian Martinez off this team. Assuming Martinez is healthy, like yeah. who, wh- which gives you, which gives you more, which, which, which scenario you're more confident with. So, so what's funny is like, if you were to say we had, you know, we had some other pieces that, like, you know, some more downfield threats and some other, you know, say we have two or three other receivers that were bigger times, then all of a sudden Martinez becomes the most important guy. Yeah. What's funny though, is the way we're kind of, uh, we're having to play right now, which is we're having to sort of simplify things and keep everything short and keep everything sort of QB runs and, you know, designs to get Wandale the ball. And, you know, we run the ball more, more than we throw it. And we definitely don't try to throw it down the field. So in that scenario, Wandale just becomes so much more valuable. You're probably right. Like given the scenario, like just all with things the scenario, being equal, you always go with Martinez always. as a more valuable guy. Always, but I'm not so sure. Given the shortcomings of everything right now, that Wandale isn't the more yeah. valuable piece. Because the pro- yeah, the problem is we don't have enough guys to get the ball to, and, and, the, and so the, and he's kind of the guy we have to always get it to. And you and I are Martinez guys. Like yep. some people are. Punt on Martinez, go with Vedral. Okay, like, I'm not one of those guys. So I, I'm not on Twitter and I'm not on yeah social media. Which I, I thought I at to some point friends. in this pod, do we need to get Bo Rude on Twitter and social media <laughs> and do it live on the show? If there's demand right now, there's no demand. <laughs> it, tweet at me right. Tweet at me if you're after you listen to this pod. If you want Bo Rude on Twitter, <laughs> you're you'd be the guy that I think wouldn't ever. You don't have the personality to like, you know, like went to Whole Foods, uh, hashtag bananas. I don't know that I'd like, ever tweet. No, but I, we'll, we'll figure that out time for another day. But you, were you going to ask like what the consensus is? For yeah. People? So give me give me the, the social so media. You, you have more of yeah. a what are they saying? Are, are people actually talking about oh, yeah, wanting Vedral over yes. Martinez? Yeah, there's some. I mean, now here's the thing based Sometimes, on based on. Based on it's it's based Ten on the snaps. Whole, first of all it's yeah that's the thing it's like what I love about uh, I was driving home and I was listening to Big Red of Reaction with uh, Damon and Josh and I was uh, <laughs> you know you get people calling in 
and say, like saying that, like, I think Noah's a better decision maker. I think he's a better runner. It's like based on 10 plays. Based on what do you know? What are you basing that off of? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I want to tell people. It's like, what do you, what do you, what it speaks to is there's, you know, the whole cliche of this, the backup quarterback's always the smart, the, or yeah. the, the most popular guy. People, the, the human condition is to sometimes always assume things are really good. I used to have this thing. I could have a more X-rated thing for it, but I used to have like What's a PG-13. You had, you, had, you had the PG-13 <laughs> and the X-rated thing. I have of my no analogy. idea where you're going. My PG-13 was my sunglasses theory, where you talk to any guy, if they're driving and they see a girl in sunglasses in a car. She looks beautiful. You, you golf. Oh, you tell yeah. your buds like, hey, Todd. I'm on I-80, man. <laughs> Should have seen this smoke show I saw. Because, hey, the, because, and at the end of the day, all you're seeing is from like their shoulders up and their sunglasses are covering like 58% of their face. Yeah. But the unknown is like, do you fill it with best case scenario? Every guy does that. They every think, guy does that. They think every girl in the car, you see just the sunglasses. Just and you're like, and oh, you see, man, I tell man. you, you call your buddy Todd and you talk about the hottie you saw. <laughs> Tots me again. <laughs> First new voicemail from Bo. Hey, Todd, it's me again, man. Was just driving on 27th Street. Woo! I'll tell you, they are out today. Call don't, me back. Don't roll down the window, honey. So that's my... Uh, that's my I mean, I even know if like, okay, okay. so that's my- So there's video. an X-rated version? A, Can you say it? Are you ready for my X-rated version? Yeah. <laughs> Apologize oh my, my God. mom what is this dad. Was... Now, I've never done this. <laughs> what could this be? Why does phone sex work for guys? Like those phone sex lines? Oh, good. You ever heard, like, he's like, call me, baby. Okay, so this is like, a, we should, pre we should preface this with, if you were born- before after 1990 <laughs> so if you're born after 1990 you have no idea what he's talking about but there was there a time in the 90s where phone sex lines were a real thing At like and and the commercials for them would come on late yeah and i don't you know when we were like you know we were 14, teenagers 15, so we, we didn't like, yeah we just would watch these commercials like yeah, what? We were like, what what do you what do you do now you call them but these guys we didn't do this we were young kids at the time but there was adult men that would call these lines right and they'd run up a big bill right and these women would be like yeah like hey what are you doing but so here's the thing but the, but you but yeah but point, it's all it's all it's imagery. all in your head every that guy you fill in thinks that that on girl the other end, is it's a kathy ireland from a necessary yeah, kathy island's there and, and who is it it's probably it's big blank. bertha it's big bertha <laughs> big bertha from queens and she is like she's there she's there you know eating freaking drumsticks eating, yes just eating eating and ice cream and just like ice cream sandwiches laying on the couch in her sweats pretending like she's kathy ireland but why does that work for guys because you fill in the unknown void yes. with best case scenario back to football nick Great point, man. That's what you this told is. me. I'm gonna go X-ray, and I went. What's my man? Gonna Noah say here? Vedral. <laughs> you ready for the great sentence? Of <laughs> Noah Vedral is phone sex for the Husker fan base right now. Wow. Because they are just assuming and hoping and filling in that unknown void of 
all of XYZ. He's this, this, and this. Yeah. And so, yes, like I don't, the hard part about Twitter is Twitter is such a, you know, it's a, oftentimes it's a super loud minority. Yeah. Vocal minority. You know, like, so now do, do I think like if you polled Husker Nation, I think the vast majority of them would say I'd rather have Adrian Martinez, but there, it, wherever, however big or small, there is a portion of the fan base that w- is, I think, actually probably going. I want the no, I want Noah Vedral to start at Minnesota next week. And Gosh, again, so... I think those are the same people that those are the probably the same people that called the phone sex lines in 1996. <laughs> okay, that's what that's my that's my oh man, it's funny because. That when you say that, I'm like, oh, that makes. But I'm like, there's a a big portion of listeners that are probably like, if you've never had a landline, it doesn't work. No. I don't. I mean, do those things even exist anymore? Phone sex lines? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I gotta assume. I I I mean, I think there's. I mean, you have the internet. Like, why? I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I think people are. Yeah, I don't. I think there's a lot of people out there. So if you're a pervert out there, would you mind uh, right? Tweet at Nick? Bo. We'll get on Twitter and I want you to tweet at Bo Rude and explain to him like all perverts out there in yeah. uh, podcast land. Please let us please know. Please let us know what's going sex. on out there. Yes. I mean, in but the world that, today. But so hold on. Let's back up because we have not done Noah Vedral justice by t- comparing him to phone sex. Can I just say, and I tweeted this last night, I, and I don't want to turn this into like an after school special be like, I'm happy for you. I'm really, but I am like ha- that guy. I'm super happy for Noah Vedral. It's a hard, it's a hard spot to to, the, to make your debut at. That's and a hard. And not spot. only that, you talk about a guy that I'd have to imagine. You know, I mean, you talk about the Vedral is a lot like the rude name of like you got numerous family members that don the big red in yep. were were impact players for Nebraska. He grew up in Wahoo. Where do you think he wanted to play college football? Oh, yeah. He wanted oh, yeah. to play for Nebraska, right? But it wasn't he didn't it wasn't meant to be yep so he goes to central florida then scott frost takes the nebraska job so he follows frost back to nebraska so it's been a long journey to get to ultimately where he wanted to be and in the midst of all that time he's been patient he's been unselfish he seems to be a guy that is just all about the team and here is a huge spot, huge spot, 10-10, fourth quarter, Memorial Stadium. In some ways, you, you, we like to do this of, of talk about how you know, that game, if you lose that game, it goes, but like, I don't know, four and two is a lot better than three and three, you know? And if you lose that game, it's not good. And he came in there, and it, it's not like he was Patrick Holmes out there, but the, the dude ran hard, and he makes... He Good had to make to one. He had to make one great throw, and he made it. And he made a couple of good runs to get even closer down at the end. More so, anything, shouts out to Noah Vedral, man. You know what? More than anything, the guy deserves a ton of credit for making really good decisions when you when yes. you have when, when you're the guy that is supposed to be rattled because you're the backup who's you come in cold, right? You come in cold off the bench. He hasn't had a friggin' snap all season, and it's an important game against Northwestern, and you gotta you gotta come in and close this game out, right? Right. And they had the snap over the head, and he is the heads up enough right. to run over the side and throw it away on a running play because that was a running play. A lot of quarterbacks eat that like fifteen yard loss, 
he he instead has the the presence of mind to do that. He makes the the runs. He makes the throw to Wandale, and then he makes you know some good plays to set up that field goal, right? Yes. So to set that up where. You know what? Like they needed to be as close if that's on as a hash, possible. If that's yes. on a hash either right. side, I think we might miss it. But like he put it right down the middle where all you know Lieutenant McCollum needs to do is get it over the <laughs> get it over the bar, you know? No, I know. And the other thing also, it's hard enough. This is something I don't think people really understand. And I dealt with it, and I know basketball is different than football, but it, there are things that are similar in the sense. That's the that's the first meaningful moment he's been in athletically in probably since Wahoo. Is that four? Is he, is he on four? Because that's year? what I was trying to figure out. So he was on two years at I think he was two years down in Central Florida and then and then transferred and then then this, this year. Be so so year, this would be his, so you know how long it's been since he's been out there. Like I can tell you, one of the things that hurt me as an athlete was I went to Kansas, didn't really play for two years. Then I transferred to Creighton, had to redshirt. By the time I even was playing as a junior, it had been three full years. Not to mention I dislocated my shoulder in high school, missed half the basketball season. Yeah. So it kind of was like three and a half full seasons of just missing consistently being out there. Consistent, Consistent. Yeah. And that is hard to do because games and practices no matter what you say like it's just a not different it's totally experience different. it's, it's totally, totally different. different experience so i just i have a i i have a a a reverence and a respect for what that what he did yesterday is not easy nope not easy at all he, you know he's got a center that i want to get to in a second that's snapping it fucking everywhere that o-line's not great their northwestern's defense really good J.D. Spielman, the best wide receiver, is gone. Maurice Washington is in la-la land doing whatever. You know, it's like you – there were a lot of – and it's 10-10, pressure, all those things. Yeah. And like, there was a lot of stuff that that guy had to navigate. He makes the great throw to, to Wandale. And like you said, he made a couple of – I had forgotten rewatching this morning. He, he made a lot of really good runs on that game-winning drive. He won the game. I mean, the guy closed the game out, right. which is – you got to give him credit, especially with a team that has been lacking the killer instinct, like lacking the skill of finishing people off. Right. And he came in and it was like I said, very impressively closed the game. Yes. With coming in cold. He came in cold and finished the game, closed it out. Props right there. Even our boy Luke McCaffrey came in for a play, scooted in there for like three, four yards. And I mean, everybody in the stadium is like, they're going to run him <laughs> because he ain't going to throw it. Like, and they, yeah, they motioned the, the back out. Well, like, yeah, that's what makes that's it the so right play, though. Back up real quick. That's what makes, do you realize the same situation happened for South Alabama at Nebraska? Their starting quarterback got his helmet knocked off. They brought in the backup who had never thrown a pass in college and they threw it and Nebraska picked him off. Well, that's why you don't do it. It's like that coach should have been like, if I'm the South Alabama AD, I'm meeting him on the sidelines as he's walking up like, you're fired. Yeah. That's I mean, a horrible decision. I mean, but that's that's why, I mean, you got to give Frost credit. Yes. Um, they navigated. And so I, I think it's actually, that's one of the, so that's. Veteran. I'm always interested in your notes. Whenever so, Bo Bo Rude grabs his notepad, it's always me, uh, like let me great grab things. this pen and this paper here. Yeah, and what do you have? What do you, I like that you're still a note guy too. Give it to me. You like my notes? I yeah. Star what you, things. What do you have? I make you little star dashes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I underline sometimes. Uh -huh. 
but I make my notes. So, you made a note about what? So I, I here's a thought I just had before we we started taping. But um, so we won this game by not turning it over. Is that fair to say? Frost, did you hear what Frost said after the game? Frost said, "I told the team before the game that if we don't turn it over, we'll win." Yeah, and it proved to be true. But yes, so so that that's that's the start of the point. So we won this game by not turning it over. Okay, so we were playing a team that is their identity has always been we don't beat ourselves. North North. Yeah, that's their whole thing. Defense conservative. No penalties. No penalties. Yeah, right. Don't turn. Over. So it's funny we played them. So that's. I think that was part of why this game was. I heard so many people say, "Man, it was a boring game. That was boring. That was ugly. It was boring. That was ugly." Yeah. Right? But we're playing a team that was. That's how they play. That's right. the game they want to play. And you know what? That's also the game. I think for for us, we kind of have to play right now. That's what we have to do. I mean, especially when Martinez gets hurt. Right. Like all we can do then is like quarterback keepers and like we're not throwing hope, the ball down the you, field hope you scheme Wandale to get loose yeah we have a couple plays to get Wandale on runs and maybe you know specialty quick passes to the side and things but like we basically are playing a style closer to what Northwestern's having to play right now we're limited on what we can do offensively so that game was boring but you know what like that is probably the reason we won because what would have happened if we turned the ball over once or twice in that game? I had lost. We lose. So we're doing a lot of boring things, and it makes for a mucky, ugly game, kind of. And we're punting a lot, and it's not the frost, you know, up-tempo what we're expecting. But the no turnovers by playing boring is why we won that game. So that bridges into some of the bad that I want to get into. And with what you just said... That Dirk had a tweet during the game that was basically like, in, did you ever imagine that Scott Frost's offense would look like this? No. And you probably didn't. So the question is, now, again, I know, it, you know, like yesterday, you, Spielman gets not dead. Like, what has happened? We, we are, I mean, we've had to, so I, I'm, I'll give him credit. Like, we have to, we're having to adjust. Like, we can't run the offense that he wants to run. We are having to be conservative. We're having to run the ball a lot more than we can throw it. Right. Like, and we are not, we are not throwing the ball down the field. And you know what's funny? We started running the, the, uh, the sort of the eye flex bone thing again. And I was sitting next to somebody. We ran one. I go, I go, I've seen enough Nebraska football in the nineties. I go, here comes the option pass. And they did the option pass. So yeah. I think those are the kind of passes he's going to want to do is, you know, things that are sim – it simplifies where it's one guy that's hopefully open or that was a throwback to the tight end. We're just not going to line up right now and just push the ball down the field. Like shotgun, just consistently so, do that. So is it still – is that a product of like – and I know we, we've had this conversation every week. What is that a pro is that a product of the guys that they've recruited aren't aren't what they thought? Are they just not they need to get another year or two of seasoning? Is it the O line? I think like it's what is well, it the wide receiver? Like what is it? Is the, it Martinez? Like the what? easy answer is that and I think the correct answer is it's a combination of 
right now the receiving core outside of I mean just the whole we don't really have a, a down that's not really their game right now the guys that we have it's not their game I right now to be all down like slot guy. I feel like they've gone out and they're like have a surplus of like five eleven. That's like, it, right? We don't need have a little slant. Like no, I'm thinking slant, round. hitch, or maybe a quick out. I, what do you what's think? Up? I specialize <laughs> in slants, outs, comebacks, anything you want. Like, can you run a go route? It's like, nah, I can't do that. Son, we need you to run a go route. Um, coach, mm, here's the thing. Shit, I'm not man. into go routes. So I'd anyway. rather just run a slant. <laughs> that, I, that's what we got. We we I I. I Without saying, like, I think these guys are doing their best, but I don't know that we have a guy. Like, we don't have Stanley Morgan, which yeah. from the get-go, we've been saying, we missed this guy. That it's guy was crazy, a – he dude. was a game-changer yeah. for what we can do in our offense. Because then all of a sudden, Spielman, and you throw, like, a Mo or a, a Wandale in, then you have three guys you have to defend sort of all over the field because, you know, you better have somebody over the top maybe of Stanley. Um and then even Noah real, strikes me more of like a – he's more of a possession – He was a slot guy last slot year, guy. and he's playing the X now, and he's doing his best, but I, I just don't know that he is a threat right. to take the top off. He's a guy that he's playing that role, but there's a difference between, you know, lining up in that role and, like, being a guy that takes the top off. You have to I, physically be able to take the right. top off. I don't know if that's, that's really him. So – Right now, we are sort of handcuffed on what we can do. And, and so the second part of that is got to be able to protect to throw the ball down the field. Against Ohio State, it showed like well, we didn't have a chance to do that. Right. We didn't have a chance to really protect, you know, get comfortable, set your feet, deliver throws. Martinez has been forced to throw, you know, too many Guys balls in his face, where can't he, step into it. Yeah, yeah, he's not stepping in. He's not like – because he throws a good ball when he's comfortable. He hasn't been real comfortable all year. So I think it's a combination of those two things. The receiving core, uh, we don't really have our guy there yet. Or two guys would be really nice to go with Wandale and Spielman. Because Spielman is not an X either in my mind. So you need Wandale and Spielman to be your two kind of inside guys with two guys that can, you know, could take the top off. And then we're then we're dangerous. Then, you know, that's that's what you're seeing with, with Ohio State, LSU. These guys, they got receivers. Yeah, just five deep that can come in and do a lot of things. Right. So that's the first part. The second part is protection. I okay. think that combination. Because uh, it is just kind of crazy that, like, all of a sudden here we are in, you know, the, the what we thought with Frost and the offense and how it's like, the think about the conversation that we're having right now where it's like you got to become like a almost a manage the game kind of an offense. I mean, if you, Which you is, watch, we've been, we haven't been, te- we'll tempo, we'll tempo a little bit after first downs, but I mean, when we're not, we're really, we're letting that clock bleed a little bit longer. It's amazing. It looks a little different, but I give credit for people that aren't afraid to adjust. Like you, I, I like to adjust to my personnel. I mean, you can say we do what we do no matter what. And I think that's fine too, but I, I you know, I, I like to play to who I have. Right. And ultimately, ultimately. Ultimately, that shouldn't be a problem because you have enough recruiting classes that you're always going to have what you want. Yeah. So hopefully, then, so then you are playing how you want to play. I, I would. Assume- but that's always the hard. It's always the fascinating thing about any new coach. I think Fred Hoiberg might deal with it this year, even in basketball. Of where do you draw the line as a coach on doing what's best for you in the moment to win now versus establishing what you want big picture for your program. 
And I think Frost is is has that conundrum a little bit right now, where what he ultimately wants is UCF, Oregon, tempo, lighten up the score, all those things. But right now, does that give this team the best chance to win? I don't I don't know. But all I know is the offense, it just like back to what Dirk's tweet was, I just never in a million years would have thought that this is kind of what a frost offense would look like. And granted, it, the good thing about it is you can understand it because it's so early in the tenure, but nevertheless, it doesn't change the fact that it's like, geez, this is crazy. Yeah, it's it's just amazing that for whatever reason, it's just like we don't have the downfield passing game at all. I mean, we just we're not even I don't know that we've had if we had six passes down the field all year, six to ten, like down the field. 30-yard throws. Yeah, like that actually the ball traveled more than 25, 30 yards. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know that we have. Yeah, which is crazy. It's just – it's funny. It, it, I, I don't I don't know. There's probably some things that if you were there day-to-day and that's were I just around wish, it that you, you'd wish, know more. But it seems to me like my, you know, 10,000-foot view of what's going on is it's just like we're a little limited and we're going to have to just sort of – Sort of just manage it, get manage through it, it make the best sort of a bad situation. Yeah, make and, the make the best of what we can right now to just until we like till the reinforcements come in, which is hopefully in yeah, which is maybe I don't know guys improve guys getting better it's either or developing what you got or bringing in or bringing in more. And I, it a lot strikes of me as they need to go find. And I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. They need to go in the off season. They need to find like a grad transfer, big bodied downfield threat wide receiver yeah like they need to go find some dude that can that is that i hope there's those guys out there that want to come here uh two things before i get to jurgens um the penalties in big spots crept up again like Mm -hmm. false starts little things like that like i I don't know sometimes you get penalties because you're not good enough sometimes you get it because you're not focused whatever it is like I think they had six penalties in the second half, and they were all like timely and kind of costly. Yep. Even on Vedral's first possession, he comes in, he gets an eight-yard run. What happens on second down? You get a false start, and then you get a stuff, or and now all of a sudden you're third and like ten, mm-hmm. and you're you're gonna punt, you know? Yep. And so like there there are little things like that that are happening a lot. The other thing they need to figure out. And Frost talked about this after the game. They need to, they're, they've been really bad to start third quarters. They need to get yeah. going a little bit. And Frost talked about, I don't know if we need to come out there and like literally line up and like hit each other, like, li- like literally come out and like, but whatever it is, they were really, they, they were asleep. It was kind of like they weren't good against Colorado at the start of the third quarter. They weren't good here at the start of the third quarter against Northwestern. Like that's something that needs to change too. Well, it seems like. I don't know about you. It seems like we usually start out running the ball, and we don't usually like I, we never get any yards. It no. seems like we always. That's lo- when Mo came in. Yeah, right? we always lose yards. It seems like starting out those third quarters trying to run it, and that's that means telling me like well, one maybe people are scheming us wrong, but like usually that's the line. Like the line needs to come right to come, you know, ready to freaking bang. Whatever it is. But even Whatever. but even in the but even the defense like came out, that's the series that they zone read it they there yeah. and marched down the field. Yeah. You know, like whatever but just that's a little thing. Okay. Uh Jurgens. 
I mean, first of all, have you noticed that Martinez has developed a jumping habit? Where there are times, he, Bo, he's jumping on snaps that he doesn't need to, but to defend him, I think he is like, I think like when that when that bitch is snapped, he's like jumping in in anticipation of like I got to be ready to go. Like, w- watch, I I started, I was like, I'm gonna, I was like, I'm gonna have this super cool thing in the pod where I tell you all the times there was a high snap, and I got like a quarter in, and I was like, I'm done, I can't, yeah, do this. can't you know, yeah. like it gets like too much and. The other thing that was hard with it was like Martinez jumps Bo at times when he doesn't need to, but and so the this this snap thing, we can we can like this snap thing's a real thing and it has to stop. Like he, I said this like if he can't get this under control, he can't be the center. I I don't have a good I don't have a good explanation for why he's doing this or. Why? I mean, I and we clearly don't have anybody better to play. Clearly, and I don't know. But I also feel like there's this element that Frost, you know, he, he forced the position change. He really, I mean, he he threw he out sees, Dave Remington. Like, but he sees the future with this guy, and I think he, in his mind, there's and I'm. This is all me guessing, by the way. Uh, I think he sees such a bright future for this kid that he's willing to endure, endure, and I think some really tough conversations about. Why are you playing this kid that can't snap it very well? But I think it, the kid's talented enough. Let me just tell you, this. if this kid's not super talented, They're you cold. don't get this many bad snaps. Like he's getting these snaps because he's talented. Where if you're just another guy, they'll move somebody else over there. Yeah, and it's and it's weird. I mean, I think in some ways because everything you just said, you could say a little bit about Martinez, where it's like I'm willing to endure some short-term yeah. issues because I see what this person can be long-term. Yeah. But one of the things that is, we talk about how the good part of Frost being a player's coach, of remembering what it was like to be a player, and a lot of what being a player, what you want is you want your coach to allow you to play through things. Yeah. And play through tough times and play through mistakes. But at the same time, there everything has a breaking point where at what point, like are we going to go 12 fucking games and Jurgens can't snap the ball accurately? Um, and I don't mean to pick on Cam Jurgens. It's just it's the reality no, that, of the deal. That's a good question because, like, you, I mean, at what point? Like, we're we're, we're six, six games in. We're six games in, and it's just as bad, or maybe even has worse. has it been a problem in every game? No. It, to me, he got it, it. To me, the Colorado game, it calmed down. To me, it got better for like a game and a half. Like I think the Colorado game, and then a part of the Northern Illinois game. It was good, but then it it it's kind of been status quo. Back of high in Ohio snaps State, it came back and a bit. Illinois and all that stuff. So this will be interesting to see how it plays out because we're half a season in. This That's what's crazy. It's like, it feels like it just started. We were talking about that before. It's like half season. It's six games in now. Half season. So if this continues, I would guess that he would that there would potentially be a, a a position shift like i think the guy's good enough maybe he'd go play guard or you know right or you got to move move somebody else in there to play it because if he you know if it, if it especially if it costs us a game i think it's gonna have to take more like i think it's gonna because t- at this point as long as martinez is getting them there's not a huge motivation to change but i think it would take like multiple over the head 
snaps. Yeah, I think I think if it those things led directly to a loss, um, then something would happen. But I, to me, I see they're pretty committed to this kid. Being I think so there. too. See, I think I think I think at this point, I I don't unless unless there is some sort of like otherworldly four straight over the head snaps that yeah. totally lost your game. I don't think there will be a change. I think, I, I think if, if, you, if you he's going to have a high snap or two a game, and as long as it doesn't cost him, they're going to be like, this is our guy, though. So here's – here's I, I brought up this, and you've heard this story a million times, but humor me and humor the audience that hasn't hasn't heard this story. You know what I think what maybe Cam Jurgens needs is what my high school football coach Chuck Mazursky did to me when I was a sophomore as a starting quarterback in the playoffs. So you were on the team. We were playing Papillion in the quarterfinals of state playoffs. Semis. Was it the semis? Mm-hmm. Semifinals, state playoffs. It was snowy, cold as shit. One of those just like horrible, cold days, right? And in the first half, I, fu- I was a quarterback. I fumbled like three or four snaps and lost maybe one or two or whatever. I can't remember how many we lost, but I, I fumbled a bunch of snaps. Yeah. And we go into halftime, and I remember being in the locker room, and Mazursky comes in and says, Nick, and pulls me aside. And in, my, in that moment, I thought, okay, great. He's going to give me – in my weak-minded moment, I thought, oh, he's going to give me the it's okay, pat on the back, you know, you're you're yeah. hanging there. You're fine. That's that's what I anticipated. So he pulls me aside and puts his arm around me. And he got, and you got this, I'm sure, he got real close to me. Like, I can still see through his glasses, like his eyes. And he goes, if you fumble one more fucking snap, you will never play quarterback at Southeast again. You got me? <laughs> and I went, y- yes, sir. And you know what? In all reality, that's probably what I needed more so than the, hey, it's okay. I believe in you. Don't worry about it. Because you know what I did? I went out there and the level of focus I had, the only thing I would thought about was like, get the fucking snap and get it to Barrett or get it to you or get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I wonder if there needs to be a point, maybe there already has been, where Greg Austin or Scott Frost or whoever needs to pull Cam Jurgens and go, Cam, if you fucking have one more high snap, you're done. Uh, one more. Literally one more. And my thing was, I believed Mazursky when he told me, like, I really thought, Bo, if I fumbled one more snap, like this wasn't, I didn't think Nick, to myself, Nick, he's bullshitting. I believe. I, was, I thought I was done. Nick, I like, know Chuck Mazursky. And- I believe you would have been done. I think I would have been done. I think I <laughs> would have been you done. You might have got another chance, but like you'd been I out of the game. I haven't done that game. That I'd have game, been done that game. You're out. You've been you've been out. So for sure. so I guess the 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 point of that story is sometimes there's sometimes you need to kind of yeah. kick someone in the you know well, what more every, so than give the So every kid's different. So some kids you do they they're such head cases you got to pat them on the back and Give them confidence. Right. Other kids don't. And I'm probably more like you where yeah. you can I, handle that. I'd want a coach to say, have you ever. F- yeah. Oh, I, it's funny as you say that. I swear to God, this similar thing happened. This just, just came to me now that you said that. I was a freshman. Uh, 
Bo Pelini was – Frank Soul just got fired. Bo Pelini was the head coach for this month. We're playing Michigan State in the bowl game, and I was working with, like, the twos and threes in practice for that. And I was a freshman, you know, just like, oh, I'm pumped. I get to – you know, I'm working with the twos and the threes. Right. This is great. And um, they ran, like, a split zone, right? <laughs> Fullback goes one way. They start zone. They wrap it back. And I'm supposed to fall back with the – and be outside the fullback. So when the guy yeah, bounces sure. weak side, I'm there. So they basically ran this, and I didn't fall back. And they got a good run on us in practice. Later in the practice, same thing happens again. And Pelini came up to me, and he said, <laughs> he's very calm, but he's like, he goes, Bo, he goes, he goes, if you miss that split zone again, you're fucking off the team. <laughs> Not like, he told me I'm off the team. And I mean, he said very calmly, but I was like, uh, and so I knew it was going to, he was going to, he was going to come back. For so him. it was two plays later. They run on me again. I got, and I mean, but when I say like, Oh, you were ready for the split it zone. It didn't matter what else they ran. I'm falling back. Yes, I mean, right. But like, it was, I, I laugh at it because it wasn't like, Hey, but in the moment you were kind of like, it was like, shit. it was kind of tongue in cheek. But like when somebody says you're off the team, <laughs> my god and I'm so freshman going right, oh, like, oh my, my god. god i'm gonna get it like oh, i'm off the team you gotta be kidding oh me. he goes you're off the team like right? you're off you're you're done and so <laughs> I was like, just, oh my god that's amazing yeah but i wonder and and i say all these things and maybe frost were here he'd be like you think i haven't said these things you, you, you know like maybe he would say i've already we've already had these conversations yeah. or whatever but i I don't know that you go that like it depends on the kid. I'm not. No, I'm not saying you have to literally mirror what your Polini story is or Missouri, but like there needs to be some sort of like because there does appear to be some like uh, I don't want to call it like what's the word I'm looking not kitty gloves or there's a protecting of Jurgens and that that feels like is happening to a certain extent and it's it's. It's interesting, and I feel bad. I mean, I feel horrible. Like, I mean, Cam, I, Cam's a great athlete, and I really yeah. think if he can get this down, he's going to be a really good player. But like, this is if if I if we were if aliens came down and asked you what you know, we had explained football to them, and they had you then said, okay, there's a center position. And the alien said, what's the center's job? What's the first thing you would say? Snap the ball. Get the ball to the quarterback. Yeah, that's it. That's like, to Here, me, it's like, I got this, like, if I'm a restaurant owner, I'm like, I got this unbelievable bartender. He knows all the drinks. He's super outgoing. He's really good with all this dead stuff. But there's one problem. What's that? He can't pour the drink into the cup accurately. It's like, well, fuck. <laughs> he, has I mean? a, like, he has a drinking problem. He's, he's got the yips <laughs> with this. Like, he's the greatest bartender I've ever seen. He just misses like, ah, I missed the cup. That was the old airplane where he's like, I have a drinking problem. He can't, <laughs> he can't get the water in his mouth. <laughs> I, it's when I developed my drinking problem. So I feel bad. I feel like we went hard in the paint on Cam. I don't mean to go hard. Well, I'm Nick, just like, Nick, it is. In defense of Cam and in defense of Frost, let me ask you this. Would you rather a guy make, oh, maybe a couple bad snaps a game, or we can't block them as effectively? Yeah, but I'd rather have the high snaps. percent of the time. I'd rather have the high snaps. And I think that's probably the trade-off right yes. now. There's trade-offs. Maybe somebody can snap it better than him, which is possible. I would say I would bet my money that nobody can block or move as well as he does that gives our offense another, another like they, they were talking about he makes our offense 
different. When he's in there, we're different because right. we can do. So I'm guessing that he moves the needle um, on that offensive line with his blocking and athleticism that they are saying there's trade-offs in life. We're willing to trade off his bad snaps for what he does he, and, in the trenches. And here's the thing. As you're kind of saying all this stuff, if they had a viable, legitimate other option, you, you don't plane. think they would do that? Unquestionably. So with all that said, it's like I, I have to assume they don't have any other options at this point. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, it's like it's got to get fixed, you know? Yeah. It, it, Great. It's it's got to get fixed. Agreed. Okay, so we're about the, we're about an hour in here. Okay, so I I, I want to get in. So that's kind of the game, you know. I mean, I feel like that that that's kind of the game. That's all that stuff. And and it's hard to sit here. You might be listening to this on a at a point when there's news that had come out about Martinez or whatever. I, we don't know. Martinez might play against Minnesota. He might not. I I don't know. So it's hard to even speculate and get into the conversation about what's going to happen at the quarterback spot. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't I mean all I know is if Martinez is healthy, he's going to play. If he's not, it's gonna be Vedral and we'll see what happens. I actually feel I'm team Martinez. I still want it to be him, but I think like I think Vedral Vedral hasn't given me any he hasn't given me any reason to say he's better than Martinez, but he also hasn't given me any reason to assume that he's not gonna to go to Minnesota and play like I don't feel like he's gonna go play horrible. Well, like you, I mean, you know, so you know what, you know what my take is is uh if he plays in Minnesota, it's like, oh, I'll get an idea of what what he can do? Can do yeah. I, I don't know what he can do. Uh, what, what we've seen of him, it's such it's such a small sample that it, it gives me no feel for what he's like as a quarterback. Totally. I just don't know. Totally. I've never seen him come in and do more than like three snaps at a time. Totally. Uh, so I want to get into, because you and I, we, we balance like uh, the game versus big picture. I think one of, I have a bunch of things big picture that I wrote down. I think there's some people that feel like there's an element of frustration and anxiety with everything because they don't feel like there's a a ton of progress being made. But I would say they've now won three games this year that I don't think they would have won last year. South Alabama, I don't know if they win that game last year. Illinois, I'm almost positive they don't win the game last year. And even Northwestern, Bo, I don't think they win that game Mm-mm. last year. So that has to be progress on some level. Like, ultimately, the goal is to win. Yeah. Now, you can play well and lose, or you can play not great and win. We'd always rather take the play not great and win because ultimately, you want to win. Yeah. I mean, Colorado and Northwestern, the two opposites we right. played our best half of football against colorado and lost that game we played average football for two for two halves and one and against one. northwestern so i think the whole concept of progress progress always has to be relative to your starting point right yeah and you getting on the you know you getting down and doing 100 push-ups is and and working on that and improving is going to be different than somebody than my wife trying to do push-ups because it's relative to what your ability was to at the at the beginning and I think that is the crux of the issue for the fans is everyone agreeing on what that starting point is 
Because there's some people that almost want to act like the past 10 years hasn't happened, the past couple years hasn't happened, or whatever. And they think like you, the starting point is like being a good team and you become a good team and a great team. It's like, well, it's not always like that. And I, I'll steal a tweet from Josh Peterson, a great, a really interesting point. Think about this. From October 1st, 2017, so that's Riley's last year, okay? From October 1st, 2017 to October 13th, 2018, so last year one of Frost in the middle portion of last year, Nebraska was 1 in 12. They're 8 and 4 since that point. Is that not progress? Now, maybe hasn't mm. totally unfolded the way you wanted to wanted it to but like that's progress well i i think part of this what's hard is i think i i I believe we've made progress what i think the disagreement on is like well how bad was our low point right and that's what we're talking about that's right and i don't think people fathomed how low it had gotten like, because you'll look at recruiting class. Well, actually, we were the 27th ranked recruiting class and the 32nd. And this year, we were the 20th. Right. But, you know, like recruiting classes are, they mask what is really going on. Because one, it's not just recruiting. It's like one, is that recruiting real? And then two, how much are we developing these recruits? And how's our culture? How's this? Like, it all goes. And in my mind, the recruiting wasn't great and we were getting inflated recruiting uh, values and the development was really bad. Um, no offense to that, the Riley era, but I, I think it, it, we, we left frost and these guys with a real low starting place, a sort of depleted talent pool because nobody was developed. that was here. There was any good. Um, so it's sort of like, I think it's it's really that it's it's the real start over button and, and the Ohio State game showed us that is that we were playing with effort and just weren't good enough. Like we weren't good enough players. Like we don't like our guys weren't to that level yet where they were ready for that stage. Um and so we need to get more guys in and we gotta develop keep developing the guys we do have, but like we know it's going to take longer now. That's the, that's the takeaway. It's going to take longer than we thought, but to say there's been no progress, like that's completely untrue. Like there's been a ton of progress. Yeah. I, so I guess what you talked about, because there's a lot, what you just said, like, I think one of the, th- I think what's weird is this team's four and two, which is maybe about where some people thought they would be at this point. I don't know. You never sure. know. I mean, I would say yes. And, but yet that is one of the takeaways that, that so far is, oh, they're further away than you thought, which is kind of a weird thing because I think everybody thought you would feel different as year two progressed. I think a lot of people thought you would, you would be saying like, oh, they're close. They're getting close. They're getting close. And I feel like it's gone the opposite way. And so what's weird is, you know, I give the whole feel of like, there has been progress when you, when you zoom, when you take a step back. But here's the here's the the another conundrum. When then you zoom in, if I if if Nebraska's team in the last six games of last season lines up, 
and takes on Nebraska of the first six games of this season, who wins? Um, I'd probably lean last year. The only major difference is Stanley Morgan. Other than that, I mean, I think this team's better. I'd argue Divine's a more consistent runner uh, right I'll now. I'll give you that. Yeah, Divine. And, the, and they lost a lot of – like, I think the offensive line was better last year. They had a more consistent rushing attack last year. Luke they had Gifford. A, Luke, Luke Gifford's a good player. Like, Luke Gifford helped. Um, I think Gifford, Stanley Morgan, Divine – are going to be your three, the three guys that you're basically saying. And you know who else is better? Martinez. Martinez was playing better, but like I said, there's maybe there's factors. Maybe that, that's all I'm I mean, saying. Not I'm saying, saying divine, I'm divine is there, like the fact you even brought him up. Like we don't. I mean, Mills. I'm hoping will eventually get his feel because he seems to be getting a little bit better each week, and that's right. I, I'm seeing progress out of him. But to have a consistent running back you can go to, because, I mean, Wandale's, he's a little guy. He's not like a, and Moe Mo has been, has not been able to stay on the field. Right. So, and like I said, the receiver, like, so I don't want to totally say Martinez last year is better than Martinez this year. That's kind of hard to think. Yeah, that, I, well, I mean, I got, he was playing better. He was playing better, but the, the offense But some of that is what's better. around you. I guess my point is, is just what like that it's even a discussion yeah that that's a part of also what makes people frustrated it's like there's no doubt that when you zoom out and you and you pick out isolated incidents of either the the big picture of it of they were went one and 12 in that span they're eight and four cents clearly that's progress or you look at there are three games this year that they won that they wouldn't have won last year clearly that's progress but then when you also fr it's all how you want to frame it but yeah. then when you also frame it as nebraska nebraska at the end of last year versus nebraska this year I'm not so sure that Nebraska last year isn't better, and so that's hard I, to do. I don't think across the board. I think I would not go down the road to say last year's last handful of games is better than this year's team. Like this year's team is better than last year. I just think that there are some pieces that last year had, like just a couple guys that would really help right now with an improved team. Like I think that across the board on defense, we're a better team. It's it's like, what, take away Luke Gifford, we're a way better team. Yeah, because what's weird is I, I actually wrote down, I was going to do this and I didn't, but we can just do it. Like, I, I wrote down checklist of improvement. If we just went bit by bit. Uh, D-line, better. Yes. Linebackers, better. better. Secondary, better. better. Special teams, outside of like the, the kicking thing, so fluky because Barrett yeah. Pigger, I think special teams is better other than yeah. the kicking thing. And, and I think we'd all agree that that's a weird, I mean, it's, it's like yeah. you're having Lieutenant McCollum have to like come in and do his thing. That's different. McCollum. McCollum, get in there. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Finding a way to win instead of finding a way to lose. Better. Better. But then the problem is you didn't go to the other side of the ball. Receivers. Oh, receivers, not mm -hmm. as good. Consistent rushing attack, not, not as, as good. good. Quarterback play for whatever reason. I'm, I, yeah. I don't, it's not a, as good. Not as year. good. O line, not as good. Yeah. So, you know, you 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 mesh all those things, and it's hard to it's hard to make heads or tails of the progress. So I guess that's that's the thing is like you have so many um, dueling schools of thought in your head of like, oh, there's no question they've and, made progress. And people and people were not expecting to even have to have these thoughts. Like they, yes. to have this discussion. People thought it was just going to be stone cold clear. 
And even though I'm in a, I am of the opinion that we have made the progress. The defense to me is way better. Yeah, across the board. Offense is not where people thought it was going to be, and that's why we're having the conversation. And that's so, it. and so, you bring up the 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 big point. I think a huge source of the anxiety for people right now is this: last year, even when things weren't going great collectively, the quarterback looked great, and the offense was putting up really good numbers. Mm-hmm. So it was easy to go. Well, what this everything's okay. Like we just got to get all this other stuff going, and it's going to be fine. It was easy to say that. Yeah. Now, when there are the quarterback doesn't look great, the quarterback play hasn't been great, and the offense doesn't look great. So all of a sudden, when what was going to define your program isn't flourishing. That's going to trigger anxiety. I think you see it. You saw that at the end of the Bo Pelini tenure. Bo Pelini was a defensive guy. Like a part of what gave people so much hope in the first couple of years of Pelini was he's a defensive guy. That defense looks really good. All, all they got to do is improve on that offense a little bit and everything's yeah. going to be fine. There was this sense last year of, oh, look at, got the quarterback, look at the offense, put up the numbers. The defense has to just get a little bit better and look out. And all of a sudden, that's been flipped on its head, and people are flustered by that. Yeah, the fact that Martinez has not been firing all cylinders has really thrown Husker right. Nation for a loop. I think that's fair to say. And until that kind of, until they see him doing what, I think we all believe he can do. I think that's going to be lingering, probably. Right. It's probably fair to say. But do you, does that make sense, though? It makes total sense. It I makes think, total sense to me. I think because ultimately, what is going to, at least heading in, now that might be pivoting. It might pivot as things evolve. But people thought what the the identity of this of this new era of Frost at Nebraska, they were going to be, you know, up tempo, uh, track offense, lighten up the scoreboard, great quarterback play, all those things. All those things were there last year. Yeah. So it makes you feel a little bit better about things moving forward. And all of a sudden, a lot of that stuff isn't there. And that kind of makes you feel like, well, huh. But what's here's what's hard is like, well, we saw it last year. So it's like, like you don't believe that Martinez just like forgot how to play football. So like there's other things going on. Like we know – I think we last year gave us a sense of what it can be. Right. So I that's where I'm not as worried about right now because I go there's there's factors and I see I see a lot totally. of factors. So I know it's like we're gonna have to improve them, but like I think if those things which are correctable can be corrected, we're gonna be okay. It it's a I think to a certain extent Nebraska is a little bit like. You can look at Nebraska right now and see what you want to see. Mm-hmm. If you want to look at them through a negative lens and see the issues and and the shortcomings and give yourself anxiety as to, "Whoa, man, this isn't this isn't on the right track," you could you could probably you could probably do that. Yeah, but I think if you want to look at it through a different lens and see, well, they are doing this, and they are winning close. Now they've won three games that they wouldn't have won last year. They are 8-4 and four in their last 12 games. That is greatly improved from what 
was going on prior to the arrival. Like the defense to me is clearly better. Uh, then you can look at it that way. And I guess it's a lot of this is kind of like, well, what kind of, what kind of, uh, I don't want to say what kind of person or fan do you want to be, but it's kind of it. Like, how do you want to look at it? Well, I think you just got to be, you got to trust your own instincts, you know? So for me, I'm, I'm on the board of, I see progress and then I see the Ohio state game and I go, Oh, like we're not there yet. Right. And we're not going to be there for a while and that's okay. But like, I know I'm seeing progress. I'm going to trust the progress, but I also am like, I have had my, I see my measuring stick, which is Ohio state in the big 10 right now. And we're, uh, not a year away from them or two years away from them. And there, you have to truly ask yourself, did you trust and believe in this staff? Did you truly trust and believe in this staff to begin with? Mm -hmm. Because that was always one of my issues with Mike Riley was I never, I, I mean, I never thought it was going to work to begin with. So when turbulence hits, you you kind of it's easier it, to it's easier to go. Yeah. Like, See, I told you when, when when Riley's turbulence hit. It was our it was the people that didn't believe in him, which was most of us, could, could finally say, well, it's time to get rid of him and let's bring in someone else because we knew the change was good. That where like for where it's me with Frost with now. Frost, if turbulence hits, you know, I, I already am, I, I'll be the first to say you got to give him time, got to give him time, That's and then just, the next so, time it happens, got to give him more time because like I'm in, I have no desire to move on to a different coaching staff where in the back of my head with Riley, it was like, he had to prove to me by winning a lot to stay. Yes. And anything less than that, I was fine with him not being. I think sometimes ultimately you have to have faith and you have to just, if you believe in someone, just trust them. Mm -hmm. You know, now with that said, Frost does need to, you do want to provide some elements of tangible, visible progress. And, I think to you and I, there have been signs of that. And for other people, they don't want to acknowledge those things or they disagree with whether or not those things are there. But ultimately, this all comes back to like, do you believe and trust Frost? Yeah. And I do. Yep. And that, that usually, that's what you need because that's a that's that, that, that uh, trust your gut. That's the instinct you got to go with. Right. And that's, you know, it's still early in his tenure. Totally. It's super early. Now, on a positive note. Give so, it to me. This this week, we're heading up to Minnesota, and I'm looking at these Big Ten West standings. Standings: Purdue's zero and two, Illinois zero and two, Northwestern's zero and two in the conference, zero and three in the conference. Iowa is one and one in the conference. We're two and one. Minnesota's two and zero. Wisconsin's two and zero. So we play Minnesota next week, and then we have a bye. So. I'm starting to think about this, and I look at Minnesota's, and I look at Wisconsin, and I look at Iowa's, because those 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 three teams are who we're fighting for this. But I'm looking at the road to winning the Big Ten West, and as bad as we were against Ohio State, and as bummed out as people were that oh, we yes. didn't show well against Northwestern, I'm just going, man, if we beat Minnesota... We're in the like we have a great chance of being able to squeak out a Big Ten West. Like we basically have to beat Wisconsin, and then it's a showdown with an Iowa team that may or may not be motivated. So like, there's I no mean, doubt. I mean, because you have three winless teams in the Big Ten West in Illinois, Purdue, and Northwestern that we have to play. Other, it's basically it's Wisconsin. And you've already you've already beaten two of them. Yeah, I mean, 
And so, no, you're right. Like if you, this is, it feels like we say this all the time where it's like this next week's a huge game, but this, this, and, and you, I mean, at this point, I don't, you know, Indiana's solid. They're not great. I mean, they could have easily beat, Mich- beat yeah. Michigan State two weeks ago, uh, but you would think Nebraska's going to be able to beat them. Yeah. You, they'll be favored at least. Um, but Nick, look at Wisconsin. And, so Wisconsin this week plays Michigan State. Then they go Illinois, and then in two weeks, it's uh, I mean a week after that, it's Ohio State. So, and then it's Iowa before us. So they have to play Michigan State, Ohio State, and Iowa before they play us. So I'm just looking at it. I'm going, you know, if we run into an undefeated Wisconsin team, I don't see us beating them. If Wisconsin gets beat in the next couple weeks, and we beat Minnesota. I see us winning the two games after that because then we play. Who who do we play after Minnesota? Is it in Indiana? Indiana and then week then Indiana. Indiana Purdue. Yes. And Purdue's then, their then, best yeah, players so then, are hurt. Then at I Purdue, mean, then a, then another bye. That's what I'm saying. Like it's set up for us to to be in a great position, especially if Martinez is kind of banged up, and it's <sighs> something you could kind of like if you can go win this game with Vedral. Yeah. You give Martinez two full weeks to get ready to play Indiana. Then you have. Uh, that you have Indiana Purdue and then you have another bye and then Wisconsin. Then we could be seven and two right. going into plays Wisconsin. So if Wisconsin loses one or two to Ohio State and Michigan State, um I mean, Nick, I'm telling you, like after that Ohio State game, it was like you you write the season off, and that win just was like, ah oh, man, barely. But that win does so much more for us than I think people realize. Beat Northwestern all of a sudden keeps us in the in the Big Ten play, no doubt, and like our schedule, we'll never have a better schedule to finish out a, a season than what we got right now. I don't yes, think. it no, but you, you're so right. Like as much as and that and that's what's hard. One of the challenges is to is to try to not ride the roller coaster of emotion of the season, uh, understanding that it is a long season and a lot can change. Yeah, like Northwestern you know? last year, who was just like, you're like, oh man, and then all of a sudden, Northwestern, Bo, Northwestern went over in the non-con over yeah they didn't win a game in the non-con and then they go undefeated in the big 10 west their only loss was to michigan in big 10 play yeah and they go to the big 10 championship game so a huge part of like it's a it's a longer see as much as the season feels like it flies by there's just a there's a lot long there's a lot of things that can happen and so you need to stay the course well, even look at last and, year like we were a different team at the end of the season like like you gotta give a you gotta give you know coaches and teams time to sort of find themselves every year because it happens every single year i don't no care doubt. if you're you know the new england patriots because they do the same thing they go through these waves like they might start good or they maybe they'll start bad. Right. And then what happens every year is then all of a sudden playoff time comes around and they go, oh, yeah, but we're the best team. Like, you know, like so. Yes. We're we're not great right now. But you know what? We got time and we got a very, very appealing schedule. Road. Yeah. And road to the Big Ten, uh, the Big Ten West. I mean, I don't think we got a prayer win in the Big Ten, but right. the fact that we could even get there. Then all of a sudden, this year is a monumental success. Oh, if you win the, if you, oh. if you, if you get to Indianapolis, Josh I don't care might if you get go coach get coach of the rocked. year again. I don't get like he might get I mean, coach of the year again. Yeah, absolutely. So no, you're right. I mean, so so it just there's been kind of a theme of like it's like there's good and there's bad. There's good things 
you can look at in the short term. There's frustrating things in the short term. There's good things in the big picture. There's some anxiety in the big... Like, there's just... There's a lot. It's all a part of it. And it's all how you want to look at it. But all I know is that's a game against Northwestern. They wouldn't have won last year. They found a way to win. That's... It's... it's the more I think about the 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 bigger that win became because you realize that with Iowa losing and with Wisconsin's tough schedule coming up, we just maybe gave ourselves some hope for the rest of the year. I mean, imagine last year if someone would have told you, how would you feel about Nebraska having to win a game where Martinez gets knocked out, J.D. Spielman gets knocked out, the defense is going to have to force a turnover to set up a game-winning drive. Against the Big Ten West. Against Northwestern. Yeah. You would have said, uh, no chance. No chance. And we just and, we then, won. and that just happened. And that win is like, say, it, winning cures all. Right. Because then it, it keeps the hope alive for bigger things, which we, we as fans need, which players need, which coaches need. No doubt. So... Uh, to me, that that's you know just just saying these things out loud. I'm already excited for next week. There we go, there we go. Minnesota next week. I did see in the seven day outlook there was uh, snow in the forecast on Saturday in Minneapolis. Uh, so I, I talked to my dad. Is he is he? My dad's go? from Minnesota. Yeah, right. And we were talking about growing up in Minnesota, and <laughs> we started talking about shoveling snow. And he'd say, "How?" He'd tell me the story how his dad would come out if. You know, it was not shoveled well, and you have to. And so, and I, I asked my dad, I "Go, dad, because you know he, he never shoveled. He always made me and my brother shovel snow. Right. Hates shoveling snow. Right. Hates it. I go, right I go, Dad. Was was shoveling snow the most important thing about you not ever going back to Minnesota? Like why you live in Nebraska? And he said he literally thought about it for a while. And he goes, "Yeah, I think it is." <laughs> so. If anybody doesn't know about Minnesota, they get lots of snow, and so it won't surprise me there's a lot of snow there. But Those winters are no joke. They're boy. no joke. So, um, yeah, a little snow on the ground in Minnesota will be fitting, but, yeah, it's – oh, man. like That's hilarious. Is he going to go? No, He's not so. going to make the trip? He maybe will. I don't know. I, th I thought yeah. he was staying home. But. Do you ever watch games with him? Um, I mean, because it would be a lot. It's like you have the alma mater aspect of it, and now you have – he has – his son is the – the linebackers coach. Yeah, you we, know, like you know, we, we don't sit together at the no, games. No, I know that's. A, but I've watched plenty of games with him. Yeah, so I mean, I just I bet that dude's. Uh, I bet he's. He gets a little. He, I bet into he's pretty it, yeah. into it. I mean, but I, I am too. I'm oh, I'm really into it. I, I'm worse now than I've ever been as a fan because you know I've got, well with your I mean with your brothers involved. Yeah, it's I just like, want, I, I want always tell people well. you know with my brother's a high school basketball coach. I am 10,000 times more nervous when I watch my brother coach than than in a game than any game I ever oh, played in. I I just want to go out and play so I don't so have to be nervous cuz so I was never nervous control. playing. I so was it's like, never nervous playing, never never ang anxious about a big moment. Never I I loved being out there watching and not controlling it. That's why being a coach would be so hard. You don't, you're out of control. You put in all the work and you don't get to be in control of what happens. Well, and that's what it's got to be so interesting for you. Cause you've all, I mean, obviously you, you've always been madly in love and cared deeply about Nebraska. So no matter who's coaching, you're going to be emotionally really into it. Now throw in your brother. Cause I'd imagine when you watch central Florida with your brother being involved, 
there was some oh yeah there was some anxiety so like i'd have to think you with yeah, you, with I mean, your brother's involvement back and but it I being think nebraska you feel, you feel the same way because you you watch nebraska the same way and sure but it's not but it's always i mean baird i guess is basically like my brother he is basically but, brother, yeah, so, so but yeah whatever you're feeling that's what i'm feeling yeah <laughs> all I, just for the record any flash to the sidelines I'm I'm scanning for a few things. The first thing I'm scanning for is Frost's body. <laughs> so Nick, tell tell the people how Frost's uh, bodies look this week. He went with the long sleeves, the tight long. He went with. Ah. I think Barrett had the same outfit on. I was like, "Holy smokes! <laughs> look at check the, out the guns check on out there. the guts on that guy! Oh my god!" <laughs> But I'm check. I'm always scanning for frost, and you know what kind of guns he's working what with. What kind of bicep workout was this? Week? How are the biceps looking like midway through the year? Are Is they he barking? falling back? Are they are barking? They- Is he getting stressed? Yeah, you never know. I mean, are you putting on weight? Are you losing weight? I think everything looks like it's he's steady at show. Okay, he's looking good to me. Okay. <laughs> And then the other guy I scan for is Barrett. I'm just like, where's Barrett? Where's Barrett? And I swear, anytime I see Barrett, I rewind and I just want to see him. Just it feels so freaking good to see him there, well, out the, there. And the coaches look better this year. Barrett said last year they went with, uh, I don't know why they did this. They chose like the bad khaki pants. They chose like, yeah, uh, almost like Har- like the Harbaugh. Does anybody see yeah. like the Harbaugh like pleated baggy right. khakis? And Barrett was in protest. He was like, this is. This will not stand. This will not stand. Take off those pleated khakis. Mr. Gorbachev, take off those khakis. Tear down those khakis. Tear down those khakis. Read my lips. No more khakis. No more khakis. (laughs) Uh, But this year, to to bring... (laughs) No, here comes Trump. Here comes Trump. It's horrible. These, it's terrible. I know a guy. My pants guys make the best deals. <laughs> my pants were perfect, okay? You talk to many people. Many people are talking about this. They were perfect, okay? Pleats. Twitter. No pleats. Never a pleat. You get on Wall Street, 1% of the pants being made, not coming back. That's highway robbery, all right? That's pretty much what's happening. But Barrett, Barrett, they got the black pants. So now they got the black. They got the good cut. They all are they looking, looking sharp. Good. Yeah, and so I get I get a handful of his, uh, you know. I love the, that. That's what he's doing. When they get some extra Adidas gear. The Adidas gear has, has it light used, years better. Adidas I was, used to be like, we lack things thick. Oh, The thicker, God. the better. I'm telling you, the 90s, it all looked good. And then my era was like, the Adidas was like, yeah, we decided to uh, let our football sports apparel go bankrupt. So you guys are just going to have to ride I've this out. I've never really been an Adidas guy. Oh, Nick, it was bad. My era, our uniforms, our socks and our shoes and our... They just made us look unathletic. To me, they all were thick. Like, Adidas basketball shoes, oh. all the, everything about them, like... It was bad. I mean, because right when... This is- Obviously, unfortunate with what's happening with Kansas with Adidas, but like right as I was leaving, Adidas was be- was becoming the because I was Nike Kansas with Kansas, and then Adidas switch. shifted. And I remember when that was happening, an Adidas rep came to pick up and had a whole bunch of shoes, and they were size thirteen. And they had me. I wore a different pair of Adidas shoes for every pickup game that day. And like honestly, like my review, what I wanted to tell him, my review for everyone was like too thick, terrible. Too thick, heavy, too heavy. Yeah. They just all were. Th- they look like ski boots and thick, and yeah. and even the apparel, like the everything was just. But now, now the boys, now the boys be like, oh yeah, those boys mean, be looking good. Like so, so Bear gives me some of the shoes, some and 
you know, the uniforms look so much better. Um, but the apparel I get from him, it's like, so, I mean, Adidas, if you'd like to sponsor this pod. Yeah. We're big Adidas fans yeah. right now. So I want you to, I want you to think about it. Uh, but yeah, it's, <laughs> we got to give the coaches props. They look better this year. They look sharp. We're proud of them. Adidas. Abs- we love you. Absolutely. Okay. One week from today, Minnesota recap pod. We'll be talking about potentially some snow. Who's going to be at the quarterback Tom spot? Rude's bringing Tom a shovel. Rude is just—he'll sh- be shoveling different Son areas. Son of a bitch! I hate I this hate state. This state so much, and this is why I moved. And we will also. Here's the thing: when it gets colder, Frost has to wear more layers, hiding the guns, suppressing the guns. Nick thus making not me like less interested in Nebraska football. Will you watch football if Frost isn't? No. If he's not I, flexing, if I don't get a good sense of the guns, I'm out. All right, I'm out on. I'm out on the season. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty much what's happening. Okay, Bo Rude, job well done. Again, I bow to you, and one week from today we'll be recapping it. Thanks for having me. Yes. A Parkville Media Production.